1: You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game.
0: This is the Power Producers Podcast. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power?
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Power Producers Podcast, where we're finding and redefining the sales game. Today, here I come to you once again, all by my lonesome. I told Kyle stay at home. We had our, our staycation on Friday and annie and i took him and elise to the addition hotel here in tampa put the ladies in the spa for the afternoon while kyle and i talked business about what we were going to accomplish in 2024 had a nice dinner capped off the weekend apparently he can't hang like he used to hang and he's still recovering (laughs) on monday but i'm I'm just kidding nicole is from our office is on her honeymoon And it made zero sense for us to bring everybody in for sales meeting today. So I killed it, told him, stay home. I'll handle the podcasts, And that's how that worked. But we got a great guest today. And I brought Zach on. This is Zach Mefford from Zip Bonds, the great state of Iowa. But I brought Zach on because, you know, I feel like a couple years ago when Zip first hit the scene, they came out and so did at least one other company who does the same thing similar uh similar thing in the space as to what zip does and then now i don't really hear much anymore it seems like the (laughs) the, the buzz has died down a little bit and i mean i know that it i I know you guys have to be busy man but i want to try and help you get busier because i believe in what you're doing and you've always been such a big help help for us so talk a little bit about what's going on right now i mean we're in a marketplace where I think everybody listening to the podcast can agree. We're in a hard market. For my In my scenario, 20 years in, hardest market I've seen in Florida, hands down. I mean, not even a close second. And the closest second might be the first year I was in the industry. But we're at a point where agents really need to be looking over every single thing in their client's risk profile. And I think bonding and specifically some of the smaller stuff, Those are wedges that exist on a lot of accounts that agents just never even take the time to look for because it seems like there's not a lot of premium there. So what's the point? Point is you can end up bringing an entire account on. So talk a little bit about what what this marketplace has done to the bond market. And then I want to get into more specifics about what Zip's doing, maybe some of the upgrades and updates that you've had since the last time you were on and all of that.
2: Well, first of all, I just want to make sure I'm going to knock this over in the process for those who aren't seeing it. (laughs) Does mean I get a mug
1: just with you now? I'm oh, you a, get so, you get so much better, man. You get so much better. <laughs> I love Second it. Th-
2: I see I see it here every day, and I appreciate that very much. That was a really Second
1: cool time book. guests get the uh, glass wall hanging of the artwork. So do, do we get to an SNL point where I get a jacket for the
2: fifth time? Club. You know,
1: that, we call that the Alec Baldwin. <laughs> That's perfect. Perfect.
2: Well, hey, thanks again for having me on. Yes, um, definitely a hard market for the PNC side for a lot of different things. Insurtees. You know uh fortunately for most sure he hasn't really experienced that yet I, I anticipate we'll probably see a little bit of the um you know one of the key indicators for us that we've seen i think that's leading towards that is just a, a lot of private work now that has been being uh required to be bonded as opposed to it you know mostly just being public work prior to um, um this year we're seeing that and you know honestly I, I the reason why you probably haven't heard a whole lot is just we are so incredibly busy and growing so quickly that I just don't do a very good job of the, the promotion. I don't take time and I'm not intentional about doing it. And I should, um, I, I'm actually in the middle of, so I took a break from this morning and then the rest of this afternoon, just strategically planning for 24. And this is my uh, this is my my lunch hour, if you will, to, to be out here with you. <laughs> so I'll add it to my list, but yeah, things are incredibly busy. To your point of, you know, what we're seeing, you know, with using surety as a wedge, i think the people that have taken the initial advice that i've had and maybe even the first time we talked i don't recall but just using your current book and just asking your current clients are they are they meaning surety bonds? that's anything from your contractors obviously for your performance payment bonds we have a really great new feature now with our zip score where you can get somebody pre-qualified in just minutes it doesn't take anything other than their their name personal address we had the uh, date of birth that's on there but then we just some other things about you know the simple stuff like your business name and whatnot but we can run a pre-qualification within minutes i mean you don't have to even talk to anybody and that's just done so um we added that feature and that's some way to just take your current book and run them through it doesn't hit it doesn't impact their credit it isn't a isn't a it's more like it's an insurance score than it is anything so that's one way you know we have other people that are just realizing that some of their you know their bars restaurants and they do have these different taxes or different license permit, bonds Uh, Auto dealers, even any business that you have that has general liability, you can can sell them a business services bond to be able to add to it. So there's a lot of little things you can do to try to upsell or cross sell what you currently have uh, into surety. And to your point of creating a wedge, a lot of those times, those conversations turn into, you know, other conversations about other policies and other um, uh, potential opportunities. So I think, again, just starting with your own book and just seeing who might need it um, is a really great place to start.
1: So how much has the pricing on the bond market been affected by what we're seeing? Because, I mean, I think that when we think hard market from a client's perspective, it's, insurance is now expensive is, or harder to get. Are you seeing the same ups and downs that we're seeing on the insurance side? Uh,
2: I, not so much impact on pricing. Uh, um, it, depends, it really depends on the type of bond. I'll give you an example. You know, freight brokering bonds, VMC84 bonds, those that uh, – uh, have you know freight that they're brokering across the United States? The underwriting guidelines on those have become a little bit more strict, and I have seen some carriers change their, uh, their their structure for their premium. What they do, that's the one that comes to mind more than any of them. I would say the the rate isn't so much the concern; it's just underwriting has become a lot more uh, strict. People are just looking at things a lot more carefully, and you're going to find that mostly on these you know larger contractor programs that we're talking you know over 5 million uh, bond capacity and higher. It's just, yeah, I think the underwriters are anticipating a little bit more of a pullback, you know, and they're trying to make sure that they're not extending themselves outside of what they they should. And and those of, you know, people listening who pay attention to any of their local business news, how many of those people that are building these projects or are doing these are going into foreclosure now? I mean, I, I subscribe to stuff here locally and I see it almost every day. I think that's what the biggest concern is, is like, when is the, you know, the other shoe or other foot, I should say, going to drop here with this? And and underwriters just be more careful about what they, you know, will, will allow.
1: So you said something earlier about running your book of business through or whatever, you know, in the past, getting bonds done, even if it was only a page front and back, still required supplemental applications to be filled out, a lot of paper back and forth. You guys have solved at least a good portion of that problem, if not solved it completely. Talk a little bit about your platform for those people who aren't familiar with sure. the basics of what you do.
2: Yeah. So uh, you know, Zip obviously has a agent portal that we give agents access to, um, where you can, you know, find over we have over seven thousand different bond options. Um, you search it just as simple as the name of the bond, the state, whatever. I, I you know, I challenge our team to s- to make it so easy that my mom could figure out how to sell a bond right that's that's the uh, user experience that we shoot for um and that also is going to keep track of all of your submissions as you keep track of your renewals your commission statements all of that's built into our to our platform um as far as pushing the information back and forth you know that's something we really pushed for on the small contracts anything up to seven hundred fifty thousand right now falls within what we call our zip score program you can push that information in to the system have a pre-qualification within minutes and only if you want to extend to a larger capacity or larger program would we potentially need anything more than that to 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 get somebody qualified um and that's where you can have the conversation just at the renewal you know hey uh by the way we you know the, the agents that are using us to say we have partnered with this company called zip bonds they help us with our surety and we did a quick brief qualification not sure if you're bidding public work but if you are just know that you have a pre-qualification up to and then whatever that amount is. And that's something that they may not have even known they they could have access to, or more often than that is if they are already doing work, that's when the agent finds out that that surety is being placed with another agent. And and that's where you really wanna, you know, make sure that you try to control the entire relationship as opposed to letting them go somewhere else for it.
1: Why do you think agents aren't more aggressive in going after surety? Because I mean, to me surety kind of reminds me a little bit of life insurance in that PNC agents tend to shy away from it in a lot of yeah. cases because they don't understand it or
0: i think perceive it that they it. don't
1: understand it because to me it's yeah. never like i've never really felt like surety was overly complicated as long as you understood the mechanics of how it works
2: well so here's how i would look at it right so especially in the independent space we're still used to having multiple options and i think that for a lot of shops there aren't you know uh, most of them don't have uh, even three surety carriers that they work with on a regular basis And if they don't do it very often and they're not working with someone like us, who's a subject matter expert, the the process is more complicated than they're used to dealing with or want to deal with. And so I think it's just, you know, you have a couple of bad experiences. And again, I can't speak for everyone, but I can speak to my personal experience as a producer. I would have one carrier that we were contracted with. And if they said, no, I didn't usually get an answer the same day. It was one or two days later. Uh, And if they did, you know, should I have known or not known? I don't know. I wasn't really educated on it. Um, And then I would shoot it out to a broker who then would do the same thing, wait a couple of days to get back to me. By this time it's a week and my clients look at me like, do you even know what you're doing? You know, nobody wants to provide that type of experience. And that's, that's the initial problem I set out to solve. I I didn't want to ever feel like that again. And I, I had the relationships. I was good in the PNC side, but I didn't have that, you know, subject matter expert that I could just go to and, and take care of it for me. So I think it is a little bit of, the perception is that it's more difficult than it is. And the reality is it's not. And we try to make that incredibly simple. We try to just make it so they don't have to be experts and make them look like rock stars in the process. So I think it's that. And I think the other thing is just remembering to ask for it. You know, it's kind of like the life thing. You don't put that as part of your renewal process. You're not asking the question. When is it going to come up? I mean, how do you know? How are you guaranteed to know that that person that you're working with on the PNC knows that you do surety if you don't tell them you do surety? They don't.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because it blows my mind how many clients over the years I just simply had to ask that question to. Like they had an entire bond line at a completely different agency because they felt like dealing with somebody who only does bonding or has a bond department meant they were going to get the best result. It very well may. You know, I'm sure those people are very technically skilled in what they do, but. At the end of the day, if you've got the relationship, that trumps everything else in most cases. And I just think we get really weird sometimes, man. It doesn't matter if we're asking for referrals or reviews or whatever else. It's like I tell my little girl if you want the order, you got to ask for the order, man. She wants to get that second set of piercings in her ear right now. And her mom told her, she goes, You're going to have to sell daddy on that. And she says, I mean, I knew it was coming and she danced around and did everything else. I finally told her, I said, Caroline, if you want it, you got to ask for it, honey. You just don't uh, want it bad enough. If you're afraid to ask your daddy.
2: You don't, you don't get what you don't ask for. That's absolutely right. I mean, you got it. You got to ask for it. Um, you know, and, and that's, that's just it. I just don't think that that's happening. And I, and I don't know exactly why I think you're probably right. There's a little bit of you know confusion about it or a bad process that's happened before they want to not take up their whole day trying to re-remember how to do it. But You know, if you don't ask for it, you're not going to get it. So I
1: agree. I'm not a big proponent of writing small commercial, man. I never have been, you know, even when I was out and trying to, you know, produce because I needed to validate, I never really let that pressure make, force me into writing the stuff I shouldn't be writing. Probably the closest time to it's when I launched Florida risk back in 2016 after being a middle market producer for a number of years and then being like oh crap if i'm gonna make my bills next month i better write insurance this month and it better be ens so i get paid on it right away or at least you know annual pay and so some things started to pollute my book a little bit but one of the things that that we had put in place and i actually need to go back and rekindle this relationship and do it because nobody came in and took our place but I've networked with the local construction licensing schools here, yeah. and it was a great place to get leads for smaller commercial contractors and stuff. And look, I get it. It is not in my wheelhouse today, but it is because I can tell you a good chunk of those have grown and it ain't hard to get to a reasonable amount of premium. If you've got a couple of vehicles, few employees in Tampa, if you're plumbing HVAC electrician, So You know, if you're an agent out there and you're looking for a way to differentiate yourself, one of the things that I used to do was I would go and talk about risk management and insurance, educational only. It was not a sales pitch. And in exchange for me giving them an hour of my time in each one of the different, you know, institutes or whatever you want to call it, you know, when these guys go get their license, I wasn't going every week. I go once, sometimes twice a month and speak for an hour, never trying to sell anything at all from stage. And they gave me a free ad in the back of their guide when all these people got their license. And so from my perspective, it would be pretty easy for us to go in, talk about it, give them a QR code, to our zip bonds page, let them go and get their bonds started. And then as soon as they do, immediately have an automation that pulls their info from our email um, when we get the notification a bond's been purchased, push it into HubSpot and have it start an automated marketing campaign on small commercial, man. I mean, it would be you're, a
2: breeze. You're exactly right. And that's a good place for a green producer to get started too, is something like that to be able to, to cut their teeth on uh, and get things started. Uh, you, you brought up a good point too, is, you know, as we, as you know, we create a hyperlink for everybody, everybody it's branded to you. Yours looks great. It looks just like it's on your website. We've helped some of our agents do a really good wireframe, we'll plug it in so you don't even see zip that's on there and nobody would ever know the difference. And, you know i'm not sure if your agency's experienced this yet or not but i mean we have agents that will reach out and be like i have no idea who this person is but they just bought this bond from me because they get the notification when it happens um and that you know is, is just because they have it on their website so so i encourage everyone to do that and then for those who are trying to figure out because there's so many different types of surety i always fall back into talking contract because that was my passion you know as a producer that's part of the reason the majority of the reason why i started zip bonds is because of my experience as producer with contract surety bonds But there's so many license and permit bonds that are out there and, you know, uh, court probate and administrator bonds. What I would suggest is anybody listening to this that's even remotely interested in seeing if it's um, for them is just to go to our our website, go to your hyperlink, go somewhere and just search your state and just look, you know, type in your state and see how many different opportunities there are in that. Because, you know, just a small amount of just even hyper local um, SEO, you know, blogs or, you know, just some content on that. You drive a ton of business that you never have to touch. It just goes straight through. you get paid. We do all the work on the back end. again, it's just you know it's just a matter of just putting in the small amount of effort to add it to your website and and, and try to funnel some some um eyes towards it.
1: yeah, I think agents miss the boat on it a lot, man. I mean, most of the time when bonding would come up, if it wasn't for somebody who was heavily involved in new commercial or industrial construction of some type it would come up when the 401k uh, was being discussed, right? The Fidelity Pond or crime policy was up for renewal. and Or you're going in and you're talking to a prospect and you're asking about it and find out, oh crap, you're not in compliance with ERISA because you had this little bond that had a three-year term on it and nobody paid attention to it because it really didn't have any money attached to it. And so they, it expired, but now they're in sitting in a major issue for being not compliant and face possible fines and penalties and everything else. Right. That's, I mean, that was one of the things that was taught to me right out of the box. When you're going in to talk to somebody, if you're going to bring up 401k in retirement, make sure you're addressing that's, either the crime policy or that fidelity bond.
2: That's correct. Yeah. And how many of the producers are listening to this or, you know, team members Have a a, you know financial planners, financial advisors within their their network of people that they're trying to work with. Have you ever asked them where they put those those things? They might not know that you provided. And again, those things are so easy. So Risa bonds, just you know, again, uh, point them right to the website, have them take care of it, and we even help handle the renewal process and still pay. The agent. It's like, uh, it's that, it's that mailbox money you like to talk about, right?
1: <laughs> it is mailbox money, man. And that's why I love it so much. I mean, it, the more of that, the better. You know, if I had it all to do over again, Zach, I'd be sitting on a boat in the middle of the ocean right now, writing hyper at local SEO blog posts all yep. over the country, driving people to landing pages with my zip bond links so that they could right. buy those bonds. Then, I could market to them for leads on the insurance and sell the leads to the people in the other parts of the country where I don't write and monetize that too.
2: I agree. And I think that's the thing that's really great about surety that is so often underutilized is, you know, we all go after and compete against each other with the same stuff, you know, whether it's uh, you know, risk management programs, you know, work comp, understanding their experience, uh, things like that to try to get in. I, I, I challenge people. They would just use surety as a way to get in. Because you talk about those good middle market accounts, the stuff that you really want to write. the This happened to me. This was the epiphany I had. Is I had a client. This is before, right before we started Zip. You know, I at a renewal, I started asking the question. You know, I'm practicing what I preach. That's what I planned on doing. And so I said, hey, you know, it's like, I know I know you you do some public work. I don't know if you have any past. Like, where where are you writing these surety bonds? Are you getting these somewhere else? And I found out that my client at the time, it was years ago, kept it at the old place because I never asked. Yeah. That guy ended up having uh, another shot at the renewal you know, because he kept that, that small little wedge uh, to come up and compete against me. And and I can't tell you how many people in the, the that are chasing this middle market probably, you know, are missing these opportunities because they're not asking or not trying to go after it. Surety is sticky that those clients don't necessarily, especially if they have larger capacity programs, which is what you really want, right? They don't want to have to go through that whole process very often. And so if you get that set up and you do well and take care of them, you know, I'm not saying that I want anyone to lose their PNC, but even if they did, that's still a very sticky thing. that can stick around and have a chance to be able to win that business back or just, you know, again, keep, keep a you know, profitable line of business on the books.
1: Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not
2: Don't settle for less. Do more with MBS. For more information about nationwide brokerage solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified.
1: The other one that, that I learned about quite a bit earlier in my career that I think is relevant, especially as the economy changes, as costs continue to go up, on a variety of things is the utility bonds, man. Like, I can't yeah. believe how much some of these manufacturing concerns are paying to bond against their electric bill. And I I'm willing to bet you 90% of the agents listening to this have never had a conversation about a utility bond with one of their manufacturing clients, which means you need to find out who's writing it because I promise you somebody is.
2: Yep, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think that's because you know, sometimes certain states don't, they're not as prevalent as they are in other places you know depending on who utilities are, are ran through but you're absolutely right you know bringing the, those up and just having those questions again there's there's almost a, a type of surety there's a surety bond that can be written for almost every single type of commercial risk so it's just you know a matter of asking and depending on what niche you chase or what you go after i mean i i personally i love helping agents kind of walk through that process so they have something they go through and you know just taking 20 minutes out of my day to to help them figure out how to prospect and how to ask those questions and what questions to ask, um, but yeah, that's that's another good one. You know, I, anything from uh, I'm just thinking some other ones we ran across recently. Like how many uh, people are writing these school bus, uh, these these third-party school bus programs, these charter programs that you know the public school systems will hire to you know handle their school bus programs. Like that, those require bonds. Huh. Trash haulers, you know, you have a trash hauling company and you're out there and they're they're bidding. You know, either a county or a city, certain municipality; those require bonds. Um, you know, I, I could go on and on. There's so many different things that we could go after. And so many things to chase. It's just a matter of you know, how does it fit in with whatever P and C that they want to write. And you can almost always find, you know, a bond.
1: I think it's interesting, man, because it makes me sit here being completely transparent, and wonder how many bonds I've missed on my own book of business. I think any of us that, if you've not had. A good level of focus on that can probably venture to guess you're you've got some accounts that are at risk because you've not asked the question. So you can be sure I'm going to be going back through Hawksoft and figuring out where I need to be looking. But I, I mean, look, man, i'm not I'm not one of these people that gets up on a soapbox and pretends like I do everything one hundred percent perfect. I know, I know where areas are where I would be susceptible and that would certainly be one of them prior to this podcast, but it won't be after. And I think that's really where your head needs to be as a producer. It goes back to something I say all the time. When you see the industry going right, take a hard left. It doesn't yep. mean that there's not opportunity there. It means there's probably really good opportunity there. It just hasn't been forged yet. And so you may have a little bit more work on your hands, but you know, this is certainly one of them and I love what you guys have done with the automation and taking it completely. I shouldn't say completely. That's not fair to set expectations that way for you because there is yeah. some work that has to be done. There is, you know, Zach. The other Zach is very thorough in what his expectations are, and yes. I, I can tell you, I don't know that that guy has ever emailed me that I've not sent an email back saying, "Hey, just not a not a really deep bond guy here. Maybe a little bit more explanation will help yeah. me understand what we're dealing with." But I got to tell you, man, I feel better knowing that there's somebody who knows that stuff, asking those questions that I don't always necessarily know the answer to right away that's sitting on the other end, because then I don't have to worry about it. I don't care if I know everything, but I need to know the person who does know the answers to my questions if I don't know them direct.
2: You're absolutely right. And That was so intentional about who I recruited, because I did intentionally recruit him um, for a while before we started this. And... You know, I jokingly say we're still trying to work the underwriter out of him a little bit. Because he, <laughs> <that's>, Good <laughs> luck. I know, but that's but that's what he was trained as, right? And that's but that's what we need here. Right? Um, I, I want people to have that mindset to be able to do it because when you think about when this submission goes through Zip, as opposed to you putting it through yourself, if you don't know the questions to ask, you don't know how to present it the best light, you may not see the best you know results back from these different underwriters. We've built such strong relationships with these. And he frontline underwrites these things so well when they're presented to these underwriters and trying to get the best options, especially when it's one of those that's not so transactional, which is again, the reason we started Zip. It didn't have anything to do with, you know, doing the simple ones. We still do those very easily, but this is the kind of stuff we love getting into. the stuff that takes a little bit more time and trying to figure out how to get it done. And that's the kind of guy that we need to have asking those questions. So yes, it sometimes can be a little bit more, but I also want to make sure that they they ask those questions in a way where they don't automatically assume that you don't know because right. that's what people learn, you know, and that's, and that's what we want. We're intentional about that, that delivery, but yeah, he's great. Um, still got to work a little underwriter right now. I don't think I'll ever get all the way there.
1: <laughs> I don't think you need to though, man. That's what, that he's exactly what you need in that role. And I can tell you personally, one of the things that I appreciate about Zach is the fact that he's creative in his thought process and this approach too. now, granted, we sit here and think about, oh, this guy's a bond, a bond guy. How creative can he really be? Yeah. He could be pretty dang creative, man. We had one for one of uh, Kyle's accounts. It's an electrical contractor that was going to do some work, and they weren't going to qualify for the amount that they were supposed to qualify for. And Zach wrote back and said, look, man, why don't you go back to your contractor and find out if you can get the person hiring them to break the contract into two separate contracts for a lower amount, we can bond each one of those because they're within authority, but you're going to have a real hard time getting it if you can get it at all. And it's going to be really expensive. And I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, that's exactly who I want as a partner in this process, man. He just showed me how to get a deal done that I never would have come up with itself. Admittedly, never would have come up with on my own. So- you know, kudos for having somebody with that level of experience, but also the creativity and the willingness to share and teach agents about it.
2: I appreciate that very much. Again, we we focus on that a lot. My challenge to him on the first when we first started, I said, I don't care if it's you come back with it's 100% collateral and it's going to cause you 10% to be able to get it done. Like, I don't want to go back to somebody without an option unless they should not be bonded. At, at some point, there are certain people who you're almost protecting themselves then from themselves because they shouldn't be able to get there. You know. And I can't promise everything, but if there is a option, I don't care how creative we have to be. I challenge them. This is from the very beginning, and I, it's been so rewarding to watch how much has changed in his you know, approach and his process of doing this because there are times where he'll surprise me. He'll come up and say, okay, it was a no at first, but here's where I think we might be able to get this done. And he'll lay it out and it'll be something I hadn't even thought of yet. And I'll be like, yes, that, present it and see what we can do. And in that case, I remember, I remember that one specifically, and that was all him. You know, he came up with that idea. He found a way to get it done. And that's why our, you know, our slogan is, you know, we get Zip done. That, that's that we lived that every day.
1: Well, we got it done. My client got the deal and you know, everybody wins in that that role, man, in that situation. Everybody was ecstatic about it. So
2: how how good did that make you feel? How how much how how good did that make you guys look though? So that because he goes to it, somebody it, else who doesn't give a shit, you're not getting that done.
1: Right? No, no, hundred percent, man. It made us look great, but more importantly to me, it taught me a trick that I could use next time. And right, I, and, and I learned quick, man. You don't have to teach me more than once. That thing got filed right. away immediately yeah. to be used on the streets again. Yeah, I've
2: got, I got chills. David. Like that's the that's that's the kind of stuff that like makes this so much fun. This is because I was on the other end of that that didn't have somebody who was being creative, didn't have someone trying to get stuff done. They drove me nuts. You know, I always felt like I was pulling teeth to get. You know, it's like I'm trying to get you business, and I couldn't get it done. And so that was a really uh, that was one of my major points. I wanted to make sure we had options regardless of what they were, because I wanted to give that feeling to that agent of like, hey, I I, I figured it out for you. I'm the one that, you know, I'm the hero here because uh, we don't need credit for that. I don't care. I want that producer to get that credit. I want them to be able to look like a rock star.
1: Yeah. So here's the thing, man. I think that, look, agents always want to make sure that they get paid. Like that's number one. More than anything else, they want to make sure That they get paid. And I think that there's probably a misconception out there. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I've got to believe that anytime we see a third party get inserted into a situation, we immediately think, well, they're getting paid by somebody. Yep. You know, it's probably coming off my commission. But when I look at what we get in terms of revenue for the bonds that we place with you, we're not making any less or any more money than we would make if we were to do the deal direct. But we get access to an expert that's actually getting the deal done for us. Talk a little bit about that because I think it's important. What we just talked about with regard to Ryan, or not Ryan, but the but Zach being yeah, Matter. Yep. Zach Matter being creative and figuring out a way to help us get a deal done. That's the same kind of person I'm looking for when I determine which wholesalers I want to use for ENS business. Yep. I don't want the one that's going to go out and blanket the market first and come back with a bunch of different quotes. I want the one that's like, look, here's the best deal you're gonna get, here's why, here's what's gonna be missing off the other stuff, here's what we added to make sure. I just wanna make sure you're able to explain this to your client. If you need me to, I'll jump on the call with you to make sure that they understand and that there's nothing being lost in translation. That's what I'm looking for from a wholesale broker I think the skill set's the same for what you guys do. But the difference is I go place ENS. I'm going to be placing it for 10 points. I go to zip bonds. I don't feel like I see a haircut there.
2: No, that's again, it took us a while to get there. You know, you talk about why we haven't talked and why you don't see as much time because we've been really busy trying to grow as fast as possible. So we can have that, you know, I call it leverage, but you know, have the ability to go to the carrier and say, Hey, we're bringing all this business. We're, vetting it for you we're trying to give you exactly what you're asking for the best of whatever it is that you want we need to be able to make sure you're taking care of us so we can continue to to funnel this and i can't i can't continue to funnel this if i'm not taking care of those agents so we try to keep our uh, commissions as competitive as possible depending on the amount of business that is being sent to us um we have been flexible about what we can offer different agencies you know at the end of the day i want to be the the bond division for the agency that wants to work with us that's our best partner You know the people that want to send us three or four things that were really hard to write because they couldn't write it with the two companies they have i don't want to be an adverse selection shop i want someone to see us as a partner and i want to take care of that partner if they do that you know if we have enough volume coming through i can make that work it's it's the same override system as you would see in like a you know a life brokerage or you know some of the you know more concentrated ens stuff or or just other brokerages specialty i should say and that's what it boils down to It's like you know i'm not trying to take everything away from you know uh, the transaction just because I can or, or think I should, I want to take care of that agent, make sure that they get paid really well so they want to continue to send us stuff because if I have enough volume, the overrides will take care of themselves and we, all, we can all win.
1: Well, in loss oh, yeah. ratios and everything else too, man. Right. I mean, that's the other piece of it is as you guys continue to build the platform and add more and more agencies to it and write more bonds, you're going to have more credible data to predict what your results are gonna look like across the various classes of business. And it makes it really easy to have that argument at that point, because you're, if you're giving more profitable business that they have to work less to get, by all means, that's, you know, anybody with any business sense and the ability to do basic math is gonna be all for that deal.
2: Yeah, we wanna be one of the, we wanna be one of the top producing, um, you know, brokers for the carriers that we work with. And, And we've accomplished that with a couple already. Uh, like i was telling you right before we hop on the call we more than doubled uh in size last year looking to do you know basically the same thing next year and really what it boils down to from from the agent side is it's quality over quantity you know we are very just intentional again about the type of people we want to work with the ones that the agents that work well with us see us as a division of their business you know they run quarterback on everything you know we work for them just as much as we do for the clients that they refer to us but we are very careful on who we work with because you know, our time is valuable too. We want to make sure that we're getting the most out of what we're doing and and, and run this, you know, efficiently and do right by
1: our partners. 100%, man. And you want to make sure you're getting business that can actually be closed, too. You don't need, and just because you're taking work off our plate doesn't mean that you don't have work on yours. And, you know, that's one of the things that's always driven me nuts about our peer group is the fact that, They don't have a problem blanket in the market or burying a wholesaler with apps and then hammering them to go to every single market known to man and negotiate and place and and all of that. When the reality is, if you you know, I've been doing this for 20 years. I I know you're not, you know, that much far further removed, if not have more experience than what I have. You know, I'm not interested in sitting down when I get a new risk. And doing a full-blown marketing analysis and and an exercise for me to go to every single market i feel like at this point in my career i can look at the characteristics of a risk profile and i can say you know what this is probably going to be pretty good for these two or three carriers and i'm going to be right about 99 of the time and so in year one we'll probably go to all three of them but after that i'm going to tell my client look we want you to give us a commitment for a couple of years because it doesn't make sense for us to go to the marketplace every single year. We don't want you tarnishing your reputation. A lot of people feel like you're doing yourself justice and getting better pricing. The reality is you don't look like you're stable. You look like you're constantly shopping to get a better rate because you can't afford it or whatever else. We just need to sit back build a partnership we can rely on and i promise you over a decade or two decades you're going to come out much further ahead than if you shop every single year
2: you're absolutely right because how many underwriters are seeing that application come across every single year and go yep this is the year i want to get really aggressive about the thing i know i'm going to have to fight my tail off to you know compete against and and try to keep the following year nobody, nobody wants to do that and, and so to your point surety's a little bit different than pnc because i've done both um, but it is kind of that same way, you know, we have two or three carriers like I know based on, you know, whether it's, they have more, um, just, just, you know, more liquid or not liquid, you know, as far as what their assets are, or you know, what their, um, personal you know, net worth is, you know, there's certain underwriting characteristics that carriers will favor over the other. And you can kind of just take a look at it. In fact, I don't, we don't have it done yet, but we're in the process of building out this. It's a very visual version of what you just said. Like we, we track everything, all of our data is there. And so you can kind of create a, it's its not really a model, but just more a visual, you know, profile of this risk when it comes in to figure out who's the best fit for it. Um, so it's not just like a gut feel. Uh, I like data. I like to be able to see those things, but it's the same idea. We know where it needs to go. And, you know, nine out of 10 times, it's going to be where we thought it went, you know, and we don't get the no, we don't waste time blanketing it. We don't annoy the underwriters who we know aren't going to be a good fit anyway. And that's. It sounds like what you do in the PNC side, that's how I used to do it as well. And it's just it's just the right way to, to do business. And again, that's why we're very intentional. Like, if I have an agency that comes to us and says they want us to do, you know, every single, they want a response from every single carrier that we work with and want to look at it, that's not a good fit for us. And and, and I'll, I'll just say that, you know, but people that trust us know that we know what we're doing, let us take care of it. Those are the best partners. And, and we, again, work really, really hard to take care of them, and make sure that we earn that opportunity over and over again with them.
1: Yeah. And I think the other thing is getting out of the way and letting you do your job, man. I mean, there's nothing worse than being in a a role where you're trying to help an agent out. It's going to take a little bit of work on your part, you know, whether you're a wholesale broker or, you know, doing what you guys are doing at Zip with bonds, which I mean, mechanically speaking is very, very similar to how an MGA works. Right. And so. You know, I, I look at it and it's like, I hear so many horror stories from my friends that are brokers at these wholesalers that they'll get a submission from an agency. And like 10 minutes later, the producers on the phone wanting to know how quickly they'll have terms yeah. and this. And I'm like, dude, anybody with any common sense knows that every ounce of time you spend on the phone asking is time you're taking away from them actually doing I do think that's the one thing that's important. You know, Whether this is a life lesson for you producers out there. It's not necessarily isolated to just zip, but, you know, extend a little bit of grace, right? If you don't have time to, because, because your numbers are are not to you yet and you're getting close to the renewal date, maybe, maybe start your process a month earlier, you know, maybe, maybe get your information faster. maybe, put together a more complete submission, step back and ask yourself, how many times have they had to come to me and ask me for more because it wasn't there the first time? These are all very real things that impact the amount of time somebody has. But when you're dealing with a savant, somebody who's an absolute absolute expert in the niche that they're in, the worst thing you can do is start beating on them to do their job better. I'm using zip because zip's the best at what they do. I want to get out of your way and let you do it. Now, if I've got a problem because it's been three weeks and I haven't heard from somebody, that's a problem. We know that because experience tells us that's not what we should expect from you. I'm going to pick up the phone or send an email and say, hey, can we get an update? It's been about three weeks, and I'm going to get something back that probably says, oh, man, completely spaced or something happened that's yeah. going to happen in any business relationship never happened i want to be very very clear yeah. for the record never happened with zip bonds but you know it's happened with wholesalers before where i'll send something over right. and the submission gets lost in the stack I, I just want you guys to do what you're the best at because i'm not and i yeah, need to I, subscribe to that wholeheartedly or not subscribe to it
2: i appreciate that if somebody doesn't get back to you in three weeks at zip it's either because we didn't get it or someone
1: died because that's the only way that that would ever yeah happen. no kidding <laughs> exactly. Perfect. I mean, I was trying to think of something so ludicrous, too, right? Yeah, like no, that would, In this, I mean, in I, this marketplace, I, I, that's not out of the ordinary for a wholesaler, though, right? You're not. Like, well, for, and, that's, and that's, again, the name Zip's intentional.
2: It's about speed. You know, I, I'd say, look, I don't expect for us to do our job, right? In certain situations, we're not going to because we have to still work with the underwriters. We're not going to be able to do it as fast as maybe we would like to. But We should, by the very least, within one business day to be able to come back to you. Come back to you, I'm sorry, with, with the initial questions we may have or give you an idea of where it's going to go because that, again, back to my frustration, you know, I would send it to a standard company. I'd wait a day, didn't hear anything. Maybe wait the second day, didn't hear anything. And then I call them like, Oh yeah, I haven't got around to it yet. And and if I would have, you know, they look at it and immediately like, no, this wouldn't make sense because of X, Y, and Z. And at the time I didn't know whatever that was right. The uh, not enough years in business or there wasn't enough, you know, the financial information wasn't right or whatever the case might be. I I make sure that our team is at least very quick to come back with that initial, like, here's where we're at. We got it. We know what we need. These are the three things that we probably would, you know, make this look better. If you get that to us, great, you know, or here's where we're at. We don't need anything else, but these are the three that are considering it. And this is what we, this is when we expect to get back to you that that's a reasonable expectation. That's what I want our team to do every single time.
1: Yeah. hundred percent, man. So listen, we've been going for about 40 minutes. What have we missed? Is there anything that we need to get out before, i let you get back to it. Cause I imagine there's a lot of bonds that renew one, one cause of yeah. annual contract.
2: Yeah. We've been, it's been fun watching because we track how many come through as well as the premium every single day. And just seeing that number continue to get bigger and bigger. Yes. We have those renewals I'm working on. You know, I, I just, again, I leave it at this is just, you know, we've got some exciting new things like our Zip score, quick qualification program out there. That's something I'd love to show off more. Um, it's just, it's such a, a great tool to use, especially if you're, you know, working through a renewal, you can do it in real time. You can have it on your website. Your hyperlink. You can use our site if you'd like. We 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 know we don't require people to use the platform if they don't want to. A lot of people just feel comfortable coming to us directly. At the end of the day, we work for agents, so whatever they however they want to do business is how we're going to do it. But our platform has has gone grown leaps and bounds from where it initially was. You know, the last time that we talked, it's such a the user interface looks different. New features like commissions and renewals that are on there. You know, submissions that uh, you can track in real time. You can upload it and uh, drag and drop it into your AMS. Um, I just encourage anybody that's even remotely interested in learning more about this or what we do, reach out to me. I personally love getting on those calls and talking through what we do. I'd be happy to do that with any producer that's interested in growing in Surety. Sweet. Sounds good. Zipbonds.com,
1: right? It's that simple? Right.
2: Yeah, just reach out to us there. It's the easiest way. All
1: right, people. Listen, if you have not been taking Surety seriously or you've been having headaches, now would be a great time for you to check out Zipbonds. Go to Zipbonds.com. Zach is on here. He can tell you I don't get paid a dime. He will tell you he is not paying me a dime to advertise for him or to interview him on this podcast. We use his service here at Florida Risk Partners. And I just reached out to him out of the blue and said, hey, brother, you want to come on the podcast? I haven't heard any buzz. on Zip for a while. Let's go create some. So people, this is serious mailbox money. If you like getting money for doing next to nothing, by all means, go check it out. This is the closest. Well, I'm not even going to say it. That would probably get me in trouble.
2: Yeah, don't, don't do it. Don't do it.
1: <laughs> too, much elect, too much election season, man. I have to bring yeah. myself back in every now and again. Hey, thanks for
2: having me, man. It was great catching up with you.
1: Absolutely my pleasure, brother. Take care and, and best of luck to you guys. Have a great holiday season. Same to you, buddy. Thanks.
0: You've been listening to the Power Producers Podcast.